Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, we are here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And today we're going to be talking about unexpected consequences in real life. And Israel goes to its fifth elections in three years. Is there a way to avoid that? Also, the EU myth, the European Union myth, and life cycle carbon emissions how they fool you. Hi, everybody. This show is live if you're listening on Sunday between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, that means that we are live and you can call in with any comments or questions. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over the world, all over the United States, Israel, Canada, the United Kingdom, Spain, Argentina, Ireland, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Hello, Halechetore. Uh, Russian Federation and other places as well. We are excited to see everybody here listening in. Uh, more, I'm sure, will be joining us. Oh, I see Uganda. Uganda is also listening in. That's pretty cool. And uh, we are going to be speaking about the latest news here in Israel and around the world. Remember, you can call in. The numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, by the way, if you want to do that. Also, I want to remind everybody that you can go to our video page on our website at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and you'll see some videos there that I've done. Interviews that are not just radio, but also video. I've interviewed Roseanne Barr, Dennis Prager, uh, many doctors and experts on COVID. And I should say the uh, the COVID shots that the governments were giving out and um, people were pressuring their citizens to take. And lots of other topics as well. Some very inspirational and some just interesting. Oh, did I forget? Bob Dylan's best friend. That was interesting. He talked about all of the live shows that they did together, uh, that uh, all the people he rubbed shoulders with, etc., in the music world and Hollywood world. So anyway, go there, check out our videos at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We'll have lots of news for you. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom, I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. All right, 
We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we are going to be talking about unexpected consequences. Israel goes to its fifth elections in three years. The EU myth and life cycle carbon emissions, how they fool you. We're going to find out about that. Our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues, so I want to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you on. All right, so let's start out with Israel. Uh, people are scratching their heads. Boy, can't they get their acts together? Three. Uh, this is the fifth elections inside of three years. Do uh, you want me to start out with it? No, you, you go first. Weigh in, and then I'll... Well, first, first thing is that uh, 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 you're more or less repeating what everybody else is saying, but it's actually by the time the election comes around, it'll be four years. So... Fifth election in four years, not quite the same as fifth election in three years, but that that's just a, a, a technical matter. Um, there really there really isn't a lot to say at this point because we really don't know what's happening. The election is not the, going to election is not clear. That's certainly not been decided yet. People need to be aware of that. In a parliamentary system, the opposition can, at least in, in theory form a new government within the existing parliament, within the existing Knesset, um, with, for instance, Benjamin Netanyahu as the prime minister. And they're working, they are working on that. They're trying to do that. That will, of course, <clears throat> uh, um, um, uh, 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 alleviate some of the pressure and make, make things uh, uh, simpler and will avoid the issue of elections. But it, is a it will be a different government in any case. Yes, indeed. I'm I don't think that's yeah. really the problem here. That's not really the issue that we need to be focusing on. The issue we need to be focusing on is that by the existing coalition agreement, as soon as the government falls uh, of its own volition, then the alternate prime minister, in this case, Yair Lapid, takes over as prime minister until a new government is officially formed. What a and so what the go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead and, and so what the, what what the government is trying to do is have their cake and eat it too they they want to crash this this coalition but de delay the elections for as long as possible what the opposition wants to do is to if they cannot prevent new elections to have the the election take place as soon as possible because. No sane person wants Yair Lapid as the prime minister. He's a moron. Okay, so you have given me a beautiful segue into what I want to share with the listeners now, and that is an inside joke that's going on here in Israel. So if you want to be like really hip and cool and say, oh yeah, you know what's going on in Israel, remember this joke, okay? All right, so I'll ask it to you, and you can just like play my sidekick, okay, Mordechai? Why, why did uh, Naftali Bennett abdicate and give the premiership to Yair Lapid? Okay, why? So Bennett wouldn't be written in history as the shortest serving prime minister in Israel. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, now I ask you another one. Same, same, same question. 
Why did Bennett abdicate and give the premiership to Yair Lapid? Okay. So Bennett wouldn't be written in history as the dumbest prime minister of Israel. (laughs) Okay, everybody, that's the joke that's going around Israel today. Now you're in, you're hip, you're with it. Okay. (laughs) I actually, okay. I actually just heard that joke today from my in-laws and, um, (laughs) It was very funny. I wanted to share with everybody. All right. So, yes, exactly. Uh, So we do not have to go to new elections if the opposition or anybody can get together a coalition of at least 61 members and, uh, you know, present it as a a new uh, government. Uh, The problem is, is that a lot of the leftists are trying to stop that because they got elected on the platform of anybody but Bibi. They, and, and that was the only glue that held them together. Like, I think you mentioned that last week. And so they want to prevent him from coming up. And they're looking for every which way, saying, well, he's under criminal charges right now. He's in the middle of a trial. There's no way that he should be allowed to be the prime minister when he's, you know, uh, in the middle of a trial, etc. And then on the right wing, he also has opposition because a lot of them, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are some on the center right, who were in the Likud and will refuse to sit with Bibi as the head of the next government. So it's it's questionable whether he's going to be able to actually form uh, a coalition without elections. They're trying, and we'll see what happens. Uh, well, people need to understand why that is the case. I mean, what you said is factually correct, but people are going to be asking why. Okay, so if you look at people like like Saad, for instance, who was a member of Likud, was a high-ranking member of Likud, and he refused to sit with Bibi. Um, now, I, I, I'm certainly not getting into his head, and I can't claim to understand his psychology. I think he's a, I think he's kind of ridiculous, personally, my personal opinion. But what he what he appears to be saying is, and I'm trying to phrase this carefully and politely, is um, my own personal, his own, my own personal uh, priorities are what drives me right now, my ego, and not the benefit of the country. Um, Yes, everybody is aware, there's almost nobody in the country who is not aware that Bibi Netanyahu was a phenomenal prime minister in all the years that that he served. He served the country, and in many cases, he was not a nice person. We'll all agree on that. He was not always a nice person, particularly to those that were subordinate to him. And he, this guy Saar was insulted. The same thing with uh, Ayala Chaked, the same thing with, with Naftali Bennett. They were insulted. In other words, their ego is larger than their brains. Okay. But, you know, usually in politics, they have, you know, alligator skin. Things just, you know... Roll right off because politics is politics. Well, Doesn't matter. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Uh, uh, Shaked apparently, according to at least some reports, is attempting to work to form a new government within this existing Knesset. And if she manages to put that forward, then I, I'm all in favor. I think that's the best thing to do for the country. I, I don't know if it's the best or not, but it will money. save a lot of money for the taxpayers. This is true. It's not. A, it's not just a lot of money. It's. A, it's also a question of, of of perception of stability, and in these cases, perceptions do matter. Okay. Yes, they do. 
Yes, always. All right. So uh, we have another three minutes to the segment. What do you uh, do? You want to finish up with this, and then we'll go to. I, I don't think I don't. I don't perceive that we have anything else to say about this. We we pretty much said it. Uh, we can go on to the next subject if you if you if you're uh, uh, open to it. Okay, I'm open to anything you'd like to do. Uh, all right, so let's go to then. Let's go next to the um, EU myth. Oh, yeah, the EU myth. Okay, that's that's kind of cute. Um, a lot of people don't really understand the EU and what it is and what it's all about. One of the EU's founding myths has been that national sovereignty is an outmoded concept, and that national interests of the EU's 27 member states can be subsumed under a new European interest. And this is especially significant for Israel, I would even say critical for Israel, because that is that has been their excuse for their uh, constant uh, uh, sniping at Israel and, and why they claim that they dislike us. It's a lie, of course, but that doesn't matter. Right? They don't like us because they haven't liked us for 2,000 years, but that's fine, I don't care. They've never been honest, why should I expect them to be honest now? Okay. So the, 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 the whole issue is they're saying since the EU was formed, Adam, even before when it was the European community and its various names that it's gone through, that the, that, that the issue today is not national sovereignty. National sovereignty is no longer important. Well, then along comes reality, in this case in the, in the, in the sense of the Ukraine war and in other things. Um, just to give one example, and there are probably tens of them, the European Chemical Agency's Risk Assessment Committee has just declared that lithium um, uh, uh, compounds are bad for your health and they harm female fertility and unborn children, which is interesting since the, Amer the Europeans don't have children anyway, and their fertility is the lowest in the world, and they're also the ones primarily militating for electric vehicles. That's part of the European myth. So people can just take that as they as they as they feel about it. Europe is not exactly a continent today of um, great interest. Give um, people perspective. Just we're, we're going to a break in a, in a couple in a few seconds. Uh, just with one little sentence. Europe has less than 7% of the world's population and uses more than 20% of the world's resources. Okay. You know, interesting that you talk about their birth rate and, and such that it that this uh, affects them. And uh, the Israel just came out with a report that the COVID shot that has been given to people, I think it was three months after given, they noticed a drastic reduction of male fertility i think tucker carlson just covered it this week on his show as well very interesting so people should be careful what they put in their body check it out first don't just trust the medical the medical establishment with a full heart do your own research and then make your own decision it's your health it's your body all right we'll be back in a moment we have a lot more to discuss everybody check out these shows
You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel. Phantom Nation, every Monday. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are here with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. You've been getting a lot of emails lately, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. That's very nice. A lot of listeners are, are writing in and commenting on what you're saying, asking questions. So that's we love the exchange and the engagement with our listeners. So that's wonderful. Keep doing it. You can write into info, I-N-F-O, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com or directly to me, Tamar at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, T-A-M-A-R. All right. So we want to continue talking about some things. You have a fun segment coming up right now called Unexpected Consequences. Sounds like a game show. Yeah, so the first one, I'll, go, I'll sort of rapidly go through a, a, a series of points. The first one, I find hilarious. It is not a joke. It is real. It is an actual report. It is hilarious, but it's not meant to be a joke. Okay. The most read uh, 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 data report on uh, oil and uh, natural resources is put out by the U.S., um, uh, Energy Information uh, uh, Agency, and uh, 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 they put it out every week. And this week they didn't put it out because of a power failure. You know, they have these power out- outages going on, I understand, in California every once in a while, and also in South Africa. And it was very interesting because I was watching some South African series no maybe it was a movie um and uh they they were losing power there also you know so it's like pretty scary that you see western type of countries living like a third well, world country South in Africa has been, has been having power problems for more than a decade now. yeah yeah so that's not surprising it, it's but then you know but for people who don't know right it's 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 uh it's eye-opening yeah Victor Davis Hansen was it was interviewed this week um, last week, pardon me, <clears throat> at, at something called a um, uh, um, the um, Israel Conserva- Conservatism Conference or something some name like that, which is a very interesting conference, um, um, and and he was a guest there. Victor Davis Hansen is probably America's well, I shouldn't say finest, one of America's finest historians. I would. Say that Neil Ferguson is also would also rate that uh, that title, but uh, Victor Davis Hanson, is, I, I think he's brilliant. He's a classicist, and he said, and I'm quoting him, "I don't think uh, we are in a society that is ruled by law. We're in a revolutionary period right now, something like 18th century France or 1920s Russia, where the law is fluid and it is whatever the power to be says it is." I think it's one hundred percent correct, and I think that's a absolutely horrible thing to say. Yeah, not, it's not because uh, he's anything bad about him. It just it's a fact, 
And it's a very, very bad fact. Yeah, it, you know, they may have laws, but if they don't want to enforce them, they're not going to enforce them. And if they want to go over the law, then they'll make an excuse. And they did that in Israel, too, by the way. When they wanted to uh, expel all of these legal, law-abiding Jewish people from the homes in Gush Katif, and, they, and uh, the government wanted to do this, and they went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, you're right, but, you know, in the interest of peace, we're going to do it. It's like, what? <laughs> Like, you can't do that. It's against so, the law. That, that, was the, that was not the first precedent. The first precedent was uh, long before then when the um, um, Minister of the Interior, at that time, Pinhas Sapir, expelled Meyer Lansky, who had not committed any crime and was not convicted of any crime anywhere in the world. And he was expelled as an as a undesirable person. I never understood what the justification for that was, except that they were pressured by the government of the United States, who, nev- who never did even indict Myrlansky. Nope. I don't know if he was a criminal or if he was honest or whatever. I, have, I don't have data that is accurate as, to, to express an opinion, but it was exactly what you're saying. They broke the law because it was in, the law at that time was inconvenient. Right. Right, right. Anyway, let's go on to more unexpected consequences. Yes. Here's, a, okay. here's a cute one. Okay. Cute in, uh, a, a, in, in a very odd way. China has a zero COVID policy. China, who originated, of course, the, the COVID virus and spread it to the world intentionally. I, they didn't admit it intentionally, they spread it intentionally. Um, now has a, has a zero COVID policy. And so they have, which has now created mountains, literally mountains, of medical waste, gloves, masks, swabs, syringes. Disposal of this was, is going to cost them something on the order of 2.5% of their entire GDP. Hmm. Interesting. Just disposal of this medical waste, because, of course, you can't reuse any of this stuff. It's all contaminated, terribly contaminated. Okay, next one. Uh, Germany, Italy, and Austria, the the the... the uh, uh, countries most vocal about uh, uh, green energy on the, on the planet are restarting their coal f- power stations. Europe, as I said pre- uh, previously, uh, less than 7% of the world's population, more than 20% of the world's resources. They're browbeating countries like India and, 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 and many other, and Indonesia and in many other places for being uh, so called. Uh, 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 not sufficiently clean to their taste, um, yet they're creating more and more emissions every day. 23 developed countries are now responsible for 50% of worldwide emissions. Hmm. Next one. <laughs> okay. I told you this is kind of cute. Um, on March 21st, a month, uh, uh, less than a month after Russia be- invaded Ukraine, the EU announced a plan for strategic autonomy to equalize the 27-member bloc with China and the U.S., a, a sovereign EU. And notice my emphasis, my double quotation marks there. Um, independent of the, of the United States and NATO on defense and security. The total plan is a shambles. It's become a joke to anyone who knows what's going on. European unity has totally collapsed. Germany is now uh, ha, ha, um, uh, um, basically siding with Russia on everything. They have never, despite their 
ridiculous rhetoric. They've never sent a single shipment of any kinds of weapons to the Ukraine, um, which is interesting because they've been talking about that all along, but they just talked with Germany. Um, and and, and the, the whole concept of, uh, of, the, of things that Macron and Schultz are seeking, the, the so-called 19th century style concept of Europe, in which France, Germany, and Russia divide up Europe into spheres of influence. That's the new EU, spheres of influence. And all of the smaller countries, frankly, can be damned. Um, did, you say, did you want to say something? No, I'm, I'm just sighing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, over, over the last uh, year and a half, um, requests for what's called in the United States concealed carry permits have risen by 600%. And the, the, the largest portion of those, of those requests are from, are from women. Women in the United States feel unsafe, according to every report that I have read. And you can't get much more tra tragic than that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, rightfully so. Um, it's getting to be know, it. The criminals have the where, weapons, where, and the law-abiding citizens don't. Yes. I, I'm still of the generation, I'm, I'm an old guy, so I'm still of the generation where it's obvious and, and clear that one of the challenges that every man has is to be a man. That means, one of the things, to protect women. That's, that's just what we do. I mean, I think that's part of civilization, Maybe I'm mis mis misinterpreting, or maybe I'm just old. Well, you know, if a woman has a gun, she won't really need a man, would she? <laughs> to protect her, I mean. There was a famous case that I read about, it must be old, maybe 20 years ago now, where uh, 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 a lady in Texas was brought up, for, uh, brought up before a judge. Uh, she shot a person who tried to uh, rape her. And the judge said, "Okay, I understand you shooting him, but why did you put, why did you shoot him six times?" And she said, "I ran out of bullets." Yuck! 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 <laughs> it's a real story. I thought it was lovely. I, I, I wanted to applaud. <laughs> I think it's a, it's kind of an old. Anyway, joke. the last of, the, of of my points of the of these unexpected consequences, which I'm I'm I, I, I apologize to anybody if I'm if I'm chuckling and it makes them feel. Um, um, uh, 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 uncomfortable. But the last one, the global energy market is in total turmoil now with world electricity bills soaring almost every place in the world, scant new supply options. That's mostly for the, for the, for the Europeans who are desperate to get, get new, new supply in places where they, where they formerly ruled. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, years of underinvestment and rapid demand return after COVID overwhelmed the energy market. Prices of coal, natural gas, oil, and lithium are all soaring. As the ruble. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> never been better in the last 15 years. I think it's never been as strong as it is today. Correct. Correct. Which is, which is, again, an unexpected consequence. It was, that, that one was unexpected by anybody, by anybody who lacks a brain like the, like the, the, Biden, hmm. the, the Biden maladministration. Hmm. And anybody who gave it any thought was aware that these sanctions 
simply cannot work. You can sanction a small country. You cannot sanction the world's leading supplier of most natural resources in the world. All right, we have to hold it there. We're going we're going to a break, but when we get back, we're we're going to be speaking about how you are being fooled with life cycle carbon emissions. How they fool you. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound the most essential and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. Here at the Tomorrow Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. This is our last segment for today on Sunday, June 26th. And we are talking about the latest news in Israel and around the world. We're going to talk to you now about life cycle carbon emissions. How they fool you. How do they fool us, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, who is our guest? Well, I have to purpose and say that this is actually my primary profession, so I, I, I suppose I, I, I can claim to know what I'm talking about. Um, let's start off with, you, people need to understand how these things are measured, how when they, they give you all of these, these, these numbers, particularly in the media, and, and you need to understand how things are measured. Um, so one of the things they do, for instance, is confuse the concept of on, on solar photovoltaic panels it confused the concept of installed capacity with actual electricity produced. So they'll talk about, for instance, they have installed uh, some such and such amount of gigawatts of energy. Well, yeah, but they haven't really. That's the normal installed amount, but that doesn't mean it's going to actually produce that. We need to always be aware there is a concept called insulation with an O after the S. Insulation, which is talks about the number of hours per day on an average that the sun gives usable power. Remember, solar panels are not charged by light. They're charged by direct solar energy. So it can be quite light outside, and you still get nothing from your solar panel. For instance, many years ago, I did a study for the government of Cameroon, which is in the middle of Africa. They have... It's a very hot place. It's a, they have a lot of light, but they also have a lot of clouds. So they only have, on average, through, throughout the year, two and a half hours of sunlight, usable sunlight, per day. Which means that they have the same amount of light as most of, of, of the United States. Remember, in the United States, 10% of the population lives in 90% of the uh, 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 solar, solar energy. So only in places like Florida and South Texas and et cetera, uh, Arizona, South Carolina, uh, Southern California, can you actually produce usable solar energy? 
when people install solar panels, for instance, in Massachusetts, that's called stupidity. They cannot do anything, even if you really, really try hard. Second point. Yes. Um, everybody talks about what has been installed. Remember another tri apparently trivial item. Most solar panels that actually function are installed in places that are relatively dry for obvious reasons. But places that are relatively dry, like deserts, have an issue of what's something called dust. Dust obstructs about, on the average, 30% of direct sunlight. Yes. So if you have a installed capacity in solar panels, and you don't have some, basically, slave labor out there washing them right. regularly, you will not be getting any real uh, sufficient energy out of them. Mm -hmm. And remember, in the desert, there's not a great deal of water spare that you can spare for washing solar panels. Right. That's right. right. Absolutely. Right, right, right. And again, this is this is stuff that I have done. I'm sorry if people don't like what I'm saying, but that, you know, this is this is stuff that I've been doing for the last many decades. Okay, so the question has to be asked, Mordechai. Does the the U.S. government under Biden, the left, is pushing this? Do they know this? And they want to purposely sabotage and make low energy for people so they have more control over people of where they go and how much they use and et cetera, and get them used to, used to living with less? Or do you think they're just inept and they haven't done the proper research before you make such a, poli a policy and such, such a, a change of policy, especially when you already have the natural resources of oil in your own country? Well, you're asking me to, to, to guess what their thinking is. I'm not convinced that, 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 that most of them think. But assuming they do think, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine that people, for instance, in the, uh, uh, in the uh, Department of Energy are not aware of these things. These are things that have been known for decades. Okay, so that okay, would give weight. That would give weight, perhaps, that this is purposely, this is done purposefully. Well, if you talk to people, for instance, the, the, the DeVos crowd, I would say that they admit that it's a purposeful. If you talk to people in the Biden maladministration, I'm not certain that there are really people that are intelligent enough to know what you're even saying. <laughs> hmm. and, 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 and at the end of the day, it's a question of intelligence, basically. Not intel, not intelligence as in spies, but IQ. Anyway, let's go on to some some other points here. I have I, I have hope five points that, we need, that I want to cover. Okay. So the next thing is is they talk about uh, uh, a mission count. In other words, they say, well, um, the solar energy is free, and you will have energy that that you uh, that you take in from the sun, and there are no emissions from that. That is absolute rubbish. I mean. That is worse S than BS. First of all, you begin your emission count from when you begin the process. You don't begin the emission count from when you install the panels. You have to include the amount of emissions created by manufacturing them, 
by mining the materials to manufacture them. If you begin your emission count of solar panels, when the process of making them begins, solar panels today create some between three and four hundred percent more emissions than the than the amount of energy they will ever, they will sorry not more emissions pardon me they use between three and four hundred percent more energy to to manufacture them and install them than they will ever create in their lifetime. So does that mean solar panels are bad? No, of course not. Um, solar panels are excellent for many applications, just not for countries. Just not and as a main thing, source, uh, right? Sorry. Just and and not as a main source of your electricity. No, of course not. I mean, if you want to install solar panels for your home, and you can justify that economically for yourself, that's fantastic. I'm no, I'm no problem with that. I'm, I, I have done that sort of thing. I've, I've installed solar panels not in my home, but in places that I can't talk about. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're, 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 they're okay. That's, that's an excellent application, but it's not at the, at the utility, utility level. Another thing, again, at, at same, with the same, along the same line of the utility level, uh, uh, all of the numbers that are given out by the, uh, by the uh, what used to be called the media, <laughs> ignore transmission costs and transmission losses. <coughs> In other words, uh, uh, for, for, for decades now, everybody have been saying, well, if we installed enough solar panels in North Africa and transmitted the, the energy to Europe, Europe would have, we could create enough energy there to supply the world. Rubbish, you can't do that because the energy needs to be transmitted and transmission has a cost, cost in terms of energy. You lose energy in transmission. Nothing, no human-based system is perfect. Only God is perfect. Sorry, fellows, that's the way reality works. Except that the leftists, many of them, do not, uh, do not believe in God. <laughs> well, they said they said it on, but that, they're they're just ignoring it. But uh, that's okay. Okay. <coughs> details. And the details. last point as as they 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 always uh, show up totally unrealistic maintenance costs rather than data collected in the field. I've never seen a study by any of these so-called media outlets that actually collected real-life data of maintenance of the solar panels. And by the way, I'm talking about solar panels, but the exact same thing I can say about wind turbines as well. I've worked in the solar panels, so I'm, I understand them better uh, um, uh, than I do wind. It's, Israel is not windy, but okay. Um, Israel is very sunny, and we can use solar panels here. Um, but solar thermal is much more effective in Israel than, than solar photovoltaic. There are real maintenance costs if you install a, 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 solar, a solar panel system. Whether it's for your home or for utility, there are real costs. They, 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 they're not cheap. You need to take them into account. And again, that's one of the things that people sort of skip over when they're telling you how marvelous the future will be with solar with solar uh, uh, solar energy. Sorry, well, it does not work. It's just a lie. All right, so to and wrap really it up. 
What do you want to leave our listeners Sorry? with? We have 30 seconds. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Well, uh, I, I, again, you know, it's something that I, that I repeat so many times that maybe people are getting tired of me saying this, but if you want to enter into the discussion, do your homework, learn what it is about, understand the real data, not the false PR. In other words, people have to do their homework and they have to think. Something a lot of people I don't like to do or don't know God how to do. More than anything else is asked us to think. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to leave it there. We'll be back next Sunday, as usual. Same bat time, same bat channel, same Israeli time, same Israeli channel. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Keep safe, keep well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.